We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Ace is a place with the helpful hardware, folks. At Ace, your backyard's right in our backyard, which means we have hand-picked products that are right for the birds in your neighborhood, like premium bird seed, suet, birdhouses, and feeders. Stop by your local Ace and get everything you need to attract the birds you want, including Ace Wild Bird Food, on sale now. Now through Tuesday only, when you buy two 20-pound bags of wild bird food, get a third bag free, only at Ace, the helpful place. Offer valid through February 28th at participating stores. Welcome to the Rotowire DFS podcast sponsored by No Halftime, the newest way to create fancy challenges for one-on-one matchups. Download it today at nohalftime.com. I'm your host, Josh Hayes, joined as always by Benny Ricciardi as we spotlight the Wednesday NBA DFS slate. You can always find Benny on Twitter over at BennyR11, and you can check him out over at Rotocurve, Rotowire, and as a featured writer on the DraftKings playbook. And you can also follow me on Twitter at JoshHayesFS. Benicio, welcome to this week's NBA DFS action. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's what we like to call free money Tuesday in the industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, right after all the NBA money comes back into everybody's accounts, everybody starts uh, you know itching to get some more money on the table for DFS. So everybody starts playing NBA, and there's usually some uh, some pretty big tournaments with some pretty full fields. So it should be fun. Yes, excellent, and we have a good slate here. I believe we're looking at what twelve. Uh, 
11 games in action, so, t- so 20 to 22 teams, I believe, here we've got going on for, uh, for yep. the slate. So, yeah, v- uh, very big slate, lots of value plays to choose from, and we're going to sort it all out for you. Before we get into that, just want to quickly let you know that the Rotowire DFS podcast is now available on iTunes and Stitcher. So if you get a chance to rate or review us, please go ahead and do so, and don't forget to share and subscribe. All right, Benicio, let's go ahead and kick it off like we always do at the point guard position. So let's do it. Top uh, cash and GPP options for us. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to be paying up for uh, Steph Curry in the matchup with Memphis. Not that I don't think he'll have a good game. I just don't think he's going to go crazy and and really give you a huge upside here. A couple of the guys that I have been looking at, though, I kind of like Kyle Lowry going up against Philadelphia. Um, he's a Philadelphia kid, went to Villanova, you know, went to high school in Philly, was a, you know, Pennsylvania high school basketball star. So I think that this game will, you know, be a little bit of narrative street for him. He'll have, uh, you know, going back into Philly, I think he'll be ready to play in this one. And also Philly hasn't been very good at guarding point guards. So I think Lowry is in a pretty good spot here. His price is a little expensive, which is the drawback with him. But um, I do think this is a good spot for him to roll out. Also really like uh, Reggie Jackson. Yes. Um, I don't know if you happened to catch that game the other day where he just went off in the fourth quarter. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. He, uh, you know, he has that ability, and it seems that he's being a little bit more aggressive looking for it. So they're going up against Sacramento. Sacramento's a fast-paced team. Teams usually outperform against them. So if you got a, a good matchup like he has, you know, Remember a couple years ago, Rondo said he hasn't really played defense in years, so I think it's a pretty pretty good spot for Reggie Jackson here as well. Um, speaking of Rondo, I mean, you got to keep liking what he's doing. I think he almost played the entire game last night at the point guard for uh, Sacramento. And again, as long as Collison's out and he's going to be seeing, you know, 40-ish minutes maybe, he's going to be a guy that could fill up the stat sheet. You know, it's very – I actually tweeted out last night. It's very tilting when you roster Rondo because he didn't get the double-double bonus last night. He got the assist easy, and he finished with eight points. So you're sitting there waiting for that last basket. And honestly, if you've ever rostered Rondo, you know what I'm talking about, because it happens often where, you know, he basically gets you the other stats, and you're waiting for him to get 10 points, whereas most guys score 10 points in their sleep, you know, and then have to work to get the 10 rebounds or the 10 assists. So very, uh, you know, very nerve-wracking thing there. Yeah. Um, I also like Isaiah Thomas again if uh, Smart is out. The only problem with him is the price has now gotten up to the point where I don't know if there's much value to do it anymore. I mean, he was over 7000 His price keeps rising. So if Smart is out, I do like the spot for him. I think he could put up 30 to 40 fantasy points. But if he's going to get up to the $8,000 range, I mean, the closer he gets to 8000 the closer he needs to get to fifty in order to really pay it off for you. Are you on speaking about Kings, at uh, least. Uh, all right. Oh, okay. So yeah, because okay, I'm taking a look at. Let me see here. Um, like no, he was 71 on DraftKings last night, Isaiah Thomas. So okay. at that point, you needed you know. I had him 40. at. Oh, you know what? Wonder why this this isn't updated. Okay, he yeah he was as low as 68. Um, but before, so the beginning before that, yeah. So if he hangs around, like to me, if he hangs around in the seven k ish range, then you're 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 fairly good overall. Um, that's my that's my personal take. You look at the the, the stat line when he has um, pushed up 
uh, you know, in excess of 29 minutes, 39.75, um, plays 29 minutes, 45 points, 35 minutes against Indiana, 42.25. So he's hitting the tag in the in that 7K range, you know. Yeah, he's getting you about 40 lately without without Smart. So if he stays at 7, I think it's good. If his price rises up to, you know, the same price as Reggie Jackson or, uh, you know, Kyle Lowry, which it's starting to get close to, mm-hmm. I think I kind of like those guys a little more is, is along the lines of what I'm saying, I think. Okay, fair enough. I'm in on the Thomas, you know, provided um, price doesn't get too cost prohibitive. George Hill is a good defensive point guard, so um, that's something also to, to keep in mind. R- Reggie Jackson is my lock, stock, cash, and, um, and GPP option uh, for the uh you know um wednesday slate there so, you know 7500 is super reasonable and you know and we see you know like just a taste of what he um has you know of like 50 point plus upside in super ju- juicy matchups if he gets it going and he hasn't even um hit that triple double rate yet either he has a chance he has the opportunity or the ability rather to to drop uh 10 rebounds and 10 assists there as well he's gonna need some help from his teammates but um you don't need as much help as you think when you play sacramento so mm-hmm. um the, that total will be well above 200 uh detroit is playing being is playing very well overall i believe they're like five and two uh to to start the season and reggie jackson and andre jumman are two big reasons so uh definitely like that there's a play now just take sliding down here um you know further and looking at the slate where do you draw the line in terms of uh you know options at, at gpp uh for cheap guys uh are you interested at all in mcconnell who's still in the 5k ish range and putting up 20 to uh you know um you know, in a in a what looks like just a not so exciting line overall, he um, hit five uh, x value uh, there mm. with six points, five rebounds, eight assists, and two blocks. There, which you know you just don't think of. You're like, oh, that doesn't sound like that sexy of a line, but actually, you know, that's that's five x right there, five point one. So, uh, can you still make a case for TJ, or do you feel like you need to slide up a little bit? I actually am. My case for TJ has been weakening as his price has been rising. Sure. And, at, you know, obviously, I mean, at 3000 you know, you needed 20 points out of him. At 4000 you needed, like, 24, 25. You know, at 5000 even, you needed 30. And he's gotten basically 30 in four of his last five games. His price in the last one was 5300 So it keeps rising up a little more. If he starts getting up to 55 now you need 33 from him just to hit value, which, again, is something he has done in three of the last five games and one game he had 27, which isn't going to kill you. So, yeah, I think he's somebody who is still kind of in play. It's a tough matchup against um, Kyle Lowry in that one, but as long as he's playing 30 minutes and he's racking up the assists like he is right now, I mean, in the five games since he blow, you know, blew up on the scene, he's got 12 assists, 12 assists, four assists in that game against Cleveland, which was his worst game. And then he had nine assists and eight assists against uh, Orlando and Chicago. So, again, I mean, if he's going to do that, he's going to get you that 25 to 35 points. He's a pretty safe cash game play. I don't know if he has a ton of upside. Like, we haven't seen him, you know, basically, I don't even know if he scored double-digit points yet. No, yeah, the most points he has so far this season is eight. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, he can get you a couple rebounds. He's been able to do that seven, nine, eight, and five in four of the last five games. So, yeah, I think he has a pretty safe floor. I think he's somebody you can use as a as a cheap option to fit things in in cash. I just don't know if he has the GPP upside now that he's 
you know, more expensive. If he was still $4,000 and could put up 30, then yeah, he has GPP upside. But right now at 5,000, I think he's more of just kind of a cash guy that I'd roll out there. All right. So the, the one little sort of home, I'm with you, by the way, on TJ McConnell. I think he's GPP only, but you can't make a case for him. The one thing I'm going to say as far as um, home run deep options, I'm paying attention to what happens with Michael Carter Williams here on on Tuesday. Obviously, uh, for those of you who've been following the show, we record on Tuesday for Wednesday's slate to bring you give you as much prep time as possible. So if Michael Carter Williams continues to miss and he is also a guy who's ruled out for Wednesday, then we can start talking about um, Jared Bayless once again, who is in a super prime. Uh, matchup against Denver. Denver is one of the teams that you want to be targeting all season long um, at the point guard position with Moutier out there. So, and you know, we saw what Bayless actually still did. Um, you know, uh, did excellent, paying off ten ten and a half x off of forty three hundred with nineteen points, three rebounds, ten assists. Uh, um, no, sorry, three threes, one rebound, ten assists, two steals, and two blocks. Just a monster line. And you know, at forty three hundred, he you got you got to really you know considering be, being all in. If uh, he's a guy that's that's absolute that's uh, still in the mix and available. So that's the way I, I'm going to be approaching the point guard position. There, are, are you with me on that? Yeah, I could see that. Um, I could see a little bit of Bayless in there. You know, I I just really don't like Jason Kidd and how he messes with the rotation all the time. <laughs> I know, you know, too. But I, you know, I, even I mean, Bayless is is super gunner, gunner supreme. He's on team team. Um, oh yeah, no, I mean, if he if he's gonna get minutes, he's he's been putting up points. I have no problem with that. Um, I would stay more towards the GPP side with it, just because you never know what. Jason Kidd is going to do is kind of my point. You know, the other day he started Ennis out there. And, I, I mean, it's just you never know exactly what his rotation is going to look like. So there's always a chance that Bayless just gets lost in the shuffle. You know, maybe Middleton's on fire, so he plays him 38 minutes that night or something like that. Yeah. I mean, he, we've seen him do things like that. He has, he has definitely been proven not to be trustworthy in terms of the, that aspect. So I, I, I'm definitely with you there. But I, you, if you just take a look at the backcourt there, as long as you know MCW's out, um, Bayless is going to find a way because, you know, they, they yeah. he did the whole – He's going to get minutes. Yeah, yeah he definitely. He's getting, he's good met, bet for 25 plus minutes and Tyler Ennis is like you know a, just a like starter and name only start and get 16 minutes you don't know I, th- I think they basically do that so Bayless can be the gunner with the second unit right. I think that's really the only reason and I mean I know people like yell at coaches all the time for doing stuff like that you know like Doc starting Austin Rivers with the first team but I I do see yeah, some merit in credibility that. with that BS by the way yeah. <laughs> but, a... but you know what like I kind of understand where he's coming from by doing it because your other option is what maybe moving Jamal Crawford over there right. and then I, I get that who, part who runs the second team for he, you he, you know what I mean yeah that makes my, okay. my problem my problem with Rivers is I understand why you're doing it in the first quarter you shouldn't be doing it at the end of the game in the fourth quarter. That's you know at that point in time, I'd rather just see Crawford running the you, running the point guard, even right. though he's not really a point guard. I you just took I'd the words out of my mouth. Don't, don't Austin yeah. Rivers zero, deserves zero crunch time minutes. That's mm-hmm. that's basically where it, what it comes. Yeah, down. you get no arguments from me on that. All right, fair enough. We're on the same page. All right, let's go ahead and move over to the shooting guard position here, Benny. What do we got for top cash and GPP options for Wednesday? I mean, if you could afford to, you pay up for Harden. You know, he yes, he's expensive. He's got a matchup with Brooklyn, who's not the fastest-paced team in the world. But he is head and shoulders above everybody else at the position. It's kind of like the Gronk argument at tight end for you NFL guys out there. Is He just has the highest floor and the highest ceiling of anybody at the position. 
So if you're going to pay up for him, you know, it's always a, a good idea if you can afford to do it. So he's on the top of my list. But obviously there are other guys, you know, he's somebody that we don't even really need to talk about. Um, Victor Oladipo, I think, is in a really good spot here. Um, anybody going up against the Lakers is always somebody who's going to be on my radar. And Oladipo's been playing pretty well lately. Um, the problem that I have with him, he's a little bit expensive compared to the points that he's been putting up, but everybody has actually been putting up outsized games against the Lakers. So I think this could be the game where he goes from 30 fantasy points to 40. So I kind of like him for tournaments. I think he'll be low-owned. In cash, though, I'm actually sticking with the cheap option who I've been riding for you know, a little while right now, and it's been good for me, and that's Kent Bazemore. Uh, his price is still below $5,000. He's putting up, in his last three games, he's basically put up 31, 40, and 29 points over on DraftKings for below $5,000. So that's a solid 6x value from a guy who's playing 30 minutes a game. Mm-hmm. Um, you got to save somewhere. For me, Bazemore is the safest guy that I could save with, and I'm okay using him in cash and in GPPs because, like I said, he's getting you 6x value. Uh, based on his price below five thousand, so I'm I'm definitely happy doing that, and that's pretty much the three guys who I've been rolling out at the shooting guard position. You know, as I took a look at it. Yeah, you know what, Bazemore to me um, is a guy who's like been a fun watch because he's getting it done in the bonus categories. He's not scoring a ton, but he's getting like chase down blocks, steals, putting mm-hmm. up. I think he had like a five steal game here. Yeah, a lot. Look at this stat line. Nine points, six rebounds, three assists, five steals, and a block for yeah. 6.3 times his va- his value. You know, and, and I know some people are going to say like, oh, well, that kind of stuff is unsustainable, but that's kind of his role. And, you know, the stat line that you just read, he had a couple points, a couple rebounds, a couple of, like he's giving you that a little bit of everything in every category. And, you know, if you add it up again, the guy's only 5K, so he only has to get you to 30. So if he gives you a little bit of something in every category, he, he's going to get close to that number. He has a very safe floor. So he's a great cash game play. And he does, he has shown already that he does have the ability every once in a while to go off for 16, 18, 20 points. If he does that with all the other stuff that he has on, he could even give you 40-point upside, which he's shown us already. So that's why I think he's a, he's a very good play to, to roll out there as the guy that, you know, you're going to save some money on in order to fit some studs in in other spots. All right, fair enough. Um, something that we... That wasn't necessarily true last season, that is true this season here, is the fact that... Uh, Monte Ellis may actually be in a good spot against Boston. We sort of thought that Avery Bradley was a a higher grade shooting guard, but so far Avery Bradley has given up more fantasy points this season uh, to opposing shooting guards than any other team. So that's going to make Monte Ellis on the radar for me at 5600 on DraftKings right now. I think it's somebody you need to sort of you know potentially take a look at. You don't necessarily have to get in um, you know be all in in terms of cash, but you know. It's, it's something that we that I think that you need you need to consider. Uh, overall, yeah, he's so. I mean he's playing thirty. If you look at his game logs, he's basically played thirty two, thirty three minutes a game since he's come back. He still doesn't seem to completely be comfortable with that his role in that offense. Mm-hmm. You know, he had that game where he exploded for twenty five against Cleveland, but the other times, like you know, his shot numbers are a little erratic. He hasn't been shooting the ball very well, uh, taking double digit shots, but like 
really, really bad field goal percentage at the moment. So I expect that to get better. We know he's a scorer. We've seen him do it before. So yeah. at his price, I think he's he's okay. He's still pretty cheap right now. Right. So and you, I, I'm going to just sort of you know throw it in the GPP only category. I don't trust him enough for cash games. And we know mm-hmm. Boston's supposed to be a better defensive team than this. But you know I'm just go, going with the early trend and throwing that net yeah. number out there. Oh, so. You know what an interesting stat I heard yesterday was? Do you know who the highest paced team in the league is? And I'll give you a hint. That's not the Golden State Warriors. Um, who is it? The Boston Celtics. Wow. Wow. That's actually surprising to me. Um, yeah. I, I the, Actually, I think the top two teams were both teams in the East, if I heard it right. Um, I don't remember who said it. I think it might have been on Sports Center or something that I heard that. But uh, no, actually, probably not. They don't really talk about pace over there. But uh, whatever I heard it yesterday, yeah, the, the Celtics are the top pace team in the league right now. And Golden State is like third or fourth. I mean, that, that'll probably change. It's still early in the season. You know, they might have just had a couple good paced-up matchups, and teams might be trying to slow it down a little against Golden State or something. I mean, Golden State, obviously, is going to be up there. But I was surprised to see that the Celtics were, too, which is something that we talk about. You know, if you have a team that's that plays fast, you want to look at the guys that are playing against them because they're going to get more, more possessions, which means, you know, more productions for the guys that have high usage. Uh, absolutely. All right, before we move on here to small forward, Benny, just want to let you know, beloved pod listeners, if you have not subscribed to rotowire.com, what are you waiting for? Uh, you love all the advice on our podcast. You're going to love the website. We've got a ton of lineup optimizers available with a 10-day free trial. All you have to do is go to rotowire.com slash pod. Lineup optimizers for MLB, NBA, NFL, NHL, college football, soccer, and more. And it's not just one lineup optimizer here, Benny. They've got... Um, you know, what, one, two, three. We're, we're talking about Fandle, DraftKings, Fancy Aces, Draft Day, Drafter, Draftster, Yahoo, and Fantasy. We're seven different sites that you can create optimal lineups for. And if you're wondering where we get our lineup projections and wh- how we figure out which top options we need to play on a daily basis for DFS, then here, there you have it right here at rotowire.com. They have up to the minute depth charts and all the breaking news for all your injury information as well. So, once again, go to rotowire.com slash pod and get in the mix uh, for your 10-day free trial to get all the DFS uh, goodness and information, projections, information that you need. All right, small forward now on tap. Benny, what do we got for cash and GPP? Well, if I have the money to spend up in cash, um, you know, basically I'm riding Paul George and Kawhi Leonard and have been all season. Both of these guys are in paced-up games, as we just mentioned. You know, Boston, one of the highest-paced teams, so I like that for Paul George's matchup. And Kawhi Leonard is playing Portland, who doesn't play a whole bunch of defense and has always been one of the higher-paced teams for, you know, a couple years right now. So I think both of those guys make decent plays in cash. I don't know if either one of them has huge upside at their prices. Um, George was 86 in the last game. Kawhi Leonard was 81. Um, Obviously, we don't have the prices yet for Wednesday, but... If they creep up too much, I think that, you know, that would give me some pause. Definitely, even at those prices, a little high for GPPs. But for cash game, I think they're the safest. Uh, As for GPPs, there's a couple guys that are interesting to me. Um, Your boy Giannis, whose last name I can't pronounce. Uh, (laughs) Adentacumpo. There you go. Um, You know, he's getting a little expensive at 73 he was last game. But I think he's got a pretty decent matchup, paced up game against Denver. Actually, Denver hasn't been playing that fast this year. um, But they're just really bad on defense. So that's why they're, you know, it's still a good matchup for him. Uh, Two other guys who I'm looking at, you got Fortier against the Lakers. I know everybody hates him after having a couple bad games, but hey, the guy's still playing a lot of minutes, still putting up a decent amount of points. 
Um, I think he's about $6,000 right now, if I'm not mistaken, so he got a little expensive. But the Lakers are horrible on defense. I mean, basically everybody's putting up big numbers against them, so I think it's a great matchup for him. And then the only other guy who I'm kind of looking at a little bit here is uh, Marcus Morris. He's playing a lot of minutes going up against Sacramento. Uh, Sacramento, as we talk about, plays at that fast pace. Um, another team that you can put up some points against. So I think Morris kind of thrives in that up-and-down open game because he has such a versatile game where he can hit three-pointers or he can get some rebounds or finish in the open court. So I think this could be a good game for him as well at basically the same price as Fournier. So those are some guys that I'm looking at in tournaments as a little bit of a cheaper option, you know, to save a couple thousand dollars from, like, the Georges and the Kawhi Leonard's. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense for me overall. Um, you know, just a, a, a quick note on the the Lakers too. You know, you take a look at um, what's been happening defensively. We've met, since said you know don't play Kobe over and over, and you just need to take like what like you said the flip side of it uh, for um, you know in terms of what you want to do at at small four position. Kobe is a turnstile. Just plain and simple. The guy doesn't get to the hole, and he's, you know, 47 years old. He isn't guarding anybody. They're they're allowing over 40 fantasy points per game to opposing small forwards. That's bottom six uh, in the league. You're in there in the same group as the uh, Philadelphia 76ers and the Brooklyn Nets and the Phoenix Suns in, you know, in tons tons and tons of fantasy points allowed to opposing uh, small forwards. So I'm never going to... You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna care more about the matchup than I am going to uh, worry about whether or not that person. It's got to be somebody like Stefalosha, or you know Corey Brewer, or something else like that. You know, Tony Allen for me to really say, ah, I don't want to take advantage of the starter on the other side in that mm-hmm. matchup. So um, I know uh, Evan Fournier. Evan Fournier still led the lead, still led uh, Orlando in scoring, I believe, on Monday. Uh, as well yeah. with, with 21 points. So, yeah, it's just that he's not super cheap anymore, so he's not yeah. like the automatic right. streaming value kind of play, so people he, are kind of off of him. So Yeah, he went from six. I mean, well, just as an example too here, um, 6K price tag on, on DK. All right, plays 39 minutes, so there is no sniff of him coming out of the lineup for Aaron Gordon, as people suspected. Didn't do too much in terms of, um, you know, contributing outside of points, just you did get the uh, four, four trays. So there's that two rebounds, one assist, two steals. You know what that is? 30 points and five X. So, yep. you know, that's that's safe. That's fine. And, you know, he's actually done more a little bit more from the rebounding and assist perspective than um, he has for the most part all season. So uh, today is not the day or Wednesday is not the day rather that you need to sort of like figure out to fade Evan Forney. You're still getting a fairly big discount. Um, so taking a look at speaking of you know um off the off the you know board options you know um plays that are um you know are aside from the top uh, level there how far down are you willing to slide on wednesday for small forward well there's a couple um a couple options that i think you can look at down there if you're looking for like some extreme savings mm-hmm. uh, a guy like jeremy grant from philly has been playing pretty well lately Jeremy He's putting Grant? up like, uh, yeah, is that his name? Yeah, Why the hell did I spell his name that I way? I know, I know. I know, I know. Well, whatever. You went um, all Euro on me with the, with the name. Hey, you know, it, it is, I mean, his brother's Jerrion, right, or yeah. something like that. It, so yeah. I figured it was along the same line. <laughs> but uh, anyway, like, he's a guy who is under $4,000 yes. and has been putting up, like, 24, 25, 26 points. You and know, starting. Playing, mm-hmm. Yeah, starting, playing almost close to 30 minutes in the last game, so... You know, again, I mean, it's not a guy that I love. I'm not putting him in my cash lineup. But if you want to try to fit in like two or three superstars and you need one of those min price kind of guys, yep. he's somebody that I have a little bit of faith in. Also, um, depending on if the Mari Carroll is in or out, we have uh, who who was in there for him the other day? Was it James Johnson? 
Uh, yeah, James Johnson. Oh, James Johnson is my is my uh, sneak attack. Uh, for um, okay, go ahead. I'll yeah. let you talk about it. Well, uh, James Johnson just first of all, he needs to start for Damari Carroll. Uh, <laughs> if he doesn't start, then you don't care anymore. But James Johnson is exactly the same situation as um, uh, what do you what do you who are you talking about? Kent Bazemore in terms of going to just go um, karate style on you with the, the defensive stats and the rebounds and may make a three um, is going to, you know, it's like a coin flip as to whether or not he scores 10 points, but we'll get it done in all the other facets in order to pay off a very cheap price tag. So if you look, you need a punt position, love James Johnson, as long as he gets the start. The other thing too about it is like, he's actually big enough to start as the, at the four. So if they ever figure that out, that they just decide one to end the Luis Scola, Patrick Patterson experience over at uh-huh. power forward, then you're going to be in a good situation for like a small window of time because the price is so low that you know you for about you know three four five days you could sort of just take advantage of james johnson if they decide to keep him in a 30 minute role even with the mark carroll in the lineup because he doesn't need the ball to uh to um provide fancy stats so that's just something especially at his price he's so cheap right now that he he doesn't need to do anything i mean i don't know exactly what he is but i'm assuming he's down in the three thousand dollar range yeah he is I believe he was thirty nine hundred last time. Last time I checked, uh, let me see if I can search for him and and uh, move along. Uh, I want to quickly just say here, uh, Paul George is in um, oh boy territory right now, so he is going uh, off on a serious level. Indiana is on the Wednesday slate. Am I correct? Um, yes. Yes. Okay. I just wanted to make sure because I've been flipping around between game logs and stuff like that. But Paul George had twenty at the half. And then just decided to sleep the second half against Orlando, uh, and finished with twenty-seven, four, and seven with an, with a steal there um, for forty-three fantasy points, fifty-five fantasy points on DraftKings the day before that, sixty-four uh, two games before that. So it's been an absolute rainmaker uh, when you look at the the level of production. So you know he basically took a half off against Orlando and still uh, you know ended up with five X. So um, there's some huge upside, and he's really in a groove uh, overall in terms of uh, fantasy value. So um, I think we've sufficiently covered, um, you know, what we can do at small forward position. We've talked about some home run options, and we've talked about uh, a couple of plays that we can um, use for uh, for cashing for GPP. So let's go ahead and talk about it now at the power forward position here. What What's the best we can potentially do? Um, in terms of your stock cash options, because there's, I think, I feel like there's enough to go heavy and to go super cheap uh, as well with the number of games that we have. Yeah, if you, um, obviously, I mean, if you can afford to pay up, Anthony Davis is one of the few guys who has 70 point upside. Everybody who is ready to, you know, jump off the ledge after a slow start, he put up a 75 point fantasy game the other day in a tougher matchup. So he's fine, guys. Don't don't get crazy. You know, he's still a a top stud option. Obviously, he's expensive. You're not going to be able to fit in. You know, Atlanta is probably not the greatest matchup for him, but I still think if you can afford to pay up for him and figure out a way to get him in, he's someone you got to consider. Yeah. Um, Um, And you know what? Um, By the way, um, just I want to just quickly mention this. Anthony Davis on the slate matchup at Atlanta, it's night and day uh, between the matchup that he had for Tuesday, Tuesday, I believe, against Dallas and the matchup that he's going to have against um, Paul Millsap. But having said that, Millsap, even though Atlanta plays at a slower pace, Millsap isn't a guy that I feel like I necessarily have to fade for DFS. Atlanta as a, as a team overall is, is is fairly solid, but they also sort of just hold themselves down, you know, on, on the other offense on the on the defensive side of the ball with their pace. So, but I don't mm-hmm. think that that means that you have to you know fade opposing power forwards. I just want to throw that out there. 
Yeah, and I mean, remember, guys, the game that he put up 75 the other day was against this Atlanta team. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's it's basically the exact same matchup that he just had the other day when he went off. The only difference is I think they're in Atlanta this time. Yeah, bottom 10 uh, overall for, for this season uh, for um, – pe- uh, fancy points in 2015 slash 16 allowed uh, by the Atlanta Hawks uh, to opposing power forwards. So, like I said, um, Paul Millsap, nothing to worry about personally. I do, I do get concerned about you know back to back on the roads there. But Anthony Davis is, if you're ever gonna you know make an exception for a guy, uh, I'm, I'm certainly uh, fine with that. The other thing I want to quickly mention too, Nerlens Noel um, was a guy who got scratched. Uh, it was a late scratch for the Chicago game, and then um, Jaleel Okafor went. Super, super, super monster burger with a huge double double. So um, he's—I actually have him as my top center based on value, right? All right, I just—I saw Nerlens Noel on the on slate, and it just forced me to jump ahead to center position. So, um, well, Well, I mean, we we actually talked about this yesterday in the uh, you know the NBA DFS podcast, where the biggest problem that we had with Okafor so far this year is he hadn't been rebounding. Right. Well, without Noel in there, what he come down with fifteen rebounds yesterday? Yeah. And he still had the same twenty points he's been scoring. So if he's going to be getting you twenty points. And now he's going to be going. I mean, I wouldn't expect 15 rebounds a game, but if the guy, the guy should be able to get you 10 with the amount of minutes that he's playing and his size. If he gets you 22 points a game and 10 rebounds, is anybody really going to be upset about paying? What is he, 6,300? I mean, First, to me, that's yeah. a steal. It is a steal. And second thing too, he was like seven for 25, so he got all the shots in the world, and nobody else could really score for them. So the entire offense was flowing through him. And even when they were down big, they still ended up. Um, playing him sort you know a good and, amount in the fourth quarter. So you know what, this is actually a point that I wanted to make with you guys for this season. With this Philly team, when Noel is back, and even with Okafor now, these are young guys who they're trying to get time for and try to you know get them acclimated to the NBA. So it doesn't matter the fact that Philly's going to get blown out a whole bunch this year, or that they're the lowest scoring team in the league right now, or any of that stuff. You're still going to see some of these starters in the fourth quarter, especially the young guys, because they want to get them some court time and, you know, kind of get them a little bit better and kind of see what they really have with these guys. Right. So that rotation is, me, yeah, that rotation yeah. is still shaking out from, I mean, we talk about TJ McConnell, but like Stauskas is not playing well. Uh, although he's getting the start, but he's probably got some sort of a leash. Uh, you know, Robert Covington's supposed to be the starting small forward instead of Jeremy Grant. So all this stuff could be, you know, sort of in flux. And Jalil Okafor and Noel are the two constants, and now you have Noel injured. Yeah. So and, and the two of them are going to play as many minutes as they can handle right. because all that craziness basically is going on on the perimeter. You know, they got two point guards that they're rolling out there, Stauskas, they're – you know, using him as a as a two. They're using Kanan a little bit as a two. They got all those small forwards that are hurt right now. But the two guys who are going to play no matter what are going to be Noel and Okafor. So if they remain cheap, you know, Noel's already up in the 7K range. But if Okafor is going to remain down here at like 6,300, I feel like I've rolled him out a ton already this year. And I'm feeling better about it now that he's adding in the rebounding. Um, especially with Noel out. So I think he's he's almost a lock play. I know we're talking about power forwards now, right. and we kind of got off on a tangent, but <laughs> we that's, did, how, right. that's how much we both like Okafor. Yeah, basically. absolutely. So um, I, I have my guy that I want to slide down for and sort of um, make a case for, but the, what I want to talk to you about potentially is um, how far down you want to go down. Um, uh, I have, I'm, I've sort of turned the corner. A little bit on a guy that we talked about previously, but I'll let you sort of get through some other of your options that make sense to you for for Wednesday. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I like Blake Griffin against Dallas too. I don't think anybody on that Dallas team can guard him, so he's another guy you could pay up for. 
Is uh, one of the guys you're talking about a former 76er? Uh, let's see here. No, he's not a former 76er. But, okay, uh, so then let me, let me talk about Thad Young first for a minute. Okay, sure. Uh, playing against Houston, whose front line has been pretty banged up. You don't know who they're going to have there. I was a little bit shocked when I saw this, but if you look at Thad Young's game lines lately, he's putting up 30 to 40 points a game pretty much in like five games straight. And his price is only like $5,700, $5, So he's somebody that I think could be a tournament option for me here. And the other guy who I think is a tournament option is Dwight Powell. Yes, Dwight Powell um, is my guy. That's that's what Okay, I'm so go ahead. Go ahead. You can talk about him. That's the other guy I had. All right, Dwight Powell is getting consistent 24, 25, 26 points a game. Uh, uh, in the, and uh, you just take a look at these game logs, okay? Against New Orleans, which is supposed to be a tough matchup. I know he didn't catch all of the uh, Anthony Davis, but 25 minutes, 15 and 7 with an assist and a block. 23 and a half minutes. 14 and 9 with an assist, a steal, and a block. The game before that, 25 minutes, double doubles, 10 10, three assists, and, and two steals. And so he, here's, your, here's your payoff uh, for the last four games in terms of uh, relative value uh, uh, to the cost. And this is a, with a, with a, this, keep in mind, this is with a rising cost from uh, 3,100 up to now 4,500 on, the, on, the, on November 7th. Okay? 7.9x, 9.5x. 7.88x and 6x. So yep. the the cost is getting a little bit more prohibitive, but he's still doing damage in in limited um, in limited minutes. So I, I have to feel like at some point they're going to get this guy 30 plus and maybe move Zaza Pachulia back to the bench, um, which you know to me would make a lot of sense because this this is the the front line player that they were sort of searching for in free agency. I'm not in free it's searching for since they missed out in free agency. They have him on the roster. All they have to do is play him. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have double double upside for very cheap price in Dwight Powell. Love him for for GPPs. If you want to gamble even with him in cash, I'm okay with that as well. Um, but I'm assuming you're on board with me here. Yeah. Oh no, without a doubt. I mean, like I said, he was the other guy that I was I was going to mention. Mm-hmm. Um, the price is just too cheap for the production that you're getting out of him right now. So yeah. he's definitely somebody that you have to look at. If you got a guy who's basically guaranteed 5x with a very good chance at 6x and more for you mm-hmm. that's that's how you stay on pace to get a 300 300 plus roster and you know really make some noise in the gpp so i'm all in on dwight powell i like it all right fair enough and then you know one thing i'm also sort of paying attention to is what happens at the power forward position uh for tuesday and wednesday with the rockets because you, you have terrence jones who's supposed to be closer getting back into the lineup um, he's going to be like a, a, a relative value once he gets up to the 30-minute range or close to. But uh, in the meantime, I'm sort of staying away, and I want to see what ends up happening with his like healthiness and how how much they trust him to roll him into the lineup. So um, the the minutes have been uneven um, for the most part. You know, in, you know, well, the second game he got injured. So, but you know, there's definitely an upside at at, at a very affordable price at power forward at 6K. So he's on my watch list, but he's not active until I see what how many minutes they're willing to give him after he's missed all these games. Yep. So um, there you have that. All right, before we move on to center, I want to let you know that if you're starting, staring at your fantasy week uh, and looking at your opponent and thinking to yourself, I would love to challenge just one of his players, but not his entire team, but your fantasy sports service won't allow you to do so. Well, now you can with the all-new No Halftime app. The No Halftime app allows you to create individual challenges using players or teams. For example, you can pit ODB versus Megatron, LeBron versus Melo, Trout versus A-Rod. 
Creating a challenge just takes seconds, and accepting challenges are even easier. No halftime challenges can be private or public and created for the NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, college football, college basketball, and other sports. Join today and get started. Real money and fancy supremacy awaits you. Visit NoHalftime.com for more information and download the No Halftime app for your iPhone and Android device. Receive a bonus by entering the promo code ROTOWIRE at sign up. No Halftime, where the fancy sports season never takes a break. All right, we have already... Um, previewed and given away the goods, Benny, on our oh, top yeah. center option here with Jaleel Okafor. Mm-hmm. So y'all know what to do. Go ahead and um, lock, stock him, cash game, GPP, all the all the Jaleel Okafor that you can afford in your DFS bankroll. Now, aside from that, um, we got the, we got the uh, battle of the dominators here at the center I, position. You know, you know what? I think we have to talk about it because this is this is one of the things that I'm kind of trying to figure out myself. Mm-hmm. Um, for those of you who don't know, what Josh and I are talking about is the Marcus Cousins goes up against Andre Drummond here. Yeah, tonight. it's Godzilla so, versus King Kong right now. Yeah, it's, right it's now. the two, the two top centers, the two top fantasy producers at the at the position going up against each other. Yep. Um, I think, and I'm trying to go through this and and, and make like an informed decision. And here's basically the way I sit on it, and I want to get your take on it too because I think it is something a lot of people are wondering. Yeah. I like Drummond a little more. He's a little bit cheaper. Um, they're playing paced up because Sacramento plays a little bit faster. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, neither one of these guys I, I consider to be, like, tremendous defensive players, to be honest with you. But if I had to take one of the two, I think I'm going to go Drummond because I think he has a little bit of a better chance to outperform his numbers than the Marcus Cousins does, and he's a little bit cheaper. So that's probably the way I'm going to lean here. But I don't know if I'm paying up for either one of these guys. What yeah. is uh, what is your take on it? Okay, here's here's my thing. Okay, we talked about um, you know at the center position how um, we you know DeAndre Jordan was sort of a little bit of fraudulent um, you know deal in you know allowing tons of fantasy points to opposing position. The Detroit and Andre Drummond was another one of those guys who just gave up a ton of points for all the production that he had. Um, you know, uh, savvy centers like the Marcus Souls, the uh, um, I'm trying to think of the other, you know, the Tim Duncan's, all the other people who were you know post veterans took um, big time advantage of Andre Drummond last season and in, in previous seasons as well as in in, in terms of uh, knowing how to get him into foul trouble because you know he's so aggressive on in in terms of rebounding and blocks that he would get he would uh. play himself into foul trouble so that's sort of what led to um you know that that number uh, be, that's also sort of it's, it's also a little bit on on Greg Monroe who's just not a good defender overall mm-hmm. they were both sort of sharing that center position whenever Drummond would get in foul trouble and you'd have uh you know Monroe manning the five so it's not all on him but DeMarcus Cousins is the best center in the league and he's a destroyer in the paint so I just have serious concerns about Drummond getting into foul trouble and DeMarcus Cousins is almost as good of a rebounder as Andre Drummond is he was um throughout the season just you know averaging 12 plus rebounds per game he he's an absolute load there's the the, end and he's matchup proof so I'm going to actually, if I'm playing the one of the two, I'm going to play Cousins. But the, the way that we have our roster set right now and then the, knowing that you can take such advantage of Jalil Okafor um, for so much cheaper, I just don't think I'm going to be paying for Cousins. But if I'm paying up for one of the two, it has to be him because I have serious concerns about Drummond and, and the foul trouble. So um, that's where, I, where I'm at on this situation here. Um, for those of you who really want to still, you know, like – uh, make a case for getting into uh, somebody who's uh, could be a potential home run option. I'm gonna t- um, 
Yeah, in, home, in terms of home run options, I think you can still take a look at uh, Dwayne Dedman uh, as long as Vucevic is still out of the lineup uh, as well. He's super cheap. I'm trying to find the price here on Dedman. Yeah, all the way down in the bottom tier. Show me the money. I'm, okay. I think he was. I think he was like 46. You you nailed yesterday. it. Yep, 46 yeah. yesterday. So he should be in that similar range. Uh, there overall, not an exciting play, but. Um, you know, is a is has a like a decent bet to be a, a double double guy. Mm-hmm. Um, a little bit disappointed that he didn't get it done against Indiana. So you really are playing with fire if you use yeah. Deadman. I, I but I actually have a really good um, punt play for this one that I kind of like. All right, let's hear it. All right, Myers Leonard right now. Okay, yeah, Myers Leonard is balling right now. Yes. Okay, I was gonna say before you cringe, just go check the game stats. No, I, no, I've been um, I've been seeing it. Yeah, he's he's a yeah. stretch five. He he can he can shoot. And the here's three. here's the best thing is right now on DraftKings because he was injured and he you know Plumlee was starting and all that his price is down to thirty nine hundred. Mm-hmm. So you have him with twenty seven, twenty two, and twenty three points in thirty minutes in the last three games, and you're getting him for under four thousand dollars. So you're getting about twenty five points on average out of him mm-hmm. at under four thousand dollars, where you need like twenty three and a half, twenty four to make value. So he's given you over six x in recent games, and he's still very cheap. So he lets you fit in some of the studs. And again, he's playing thirty three minutes, so it's something that's sustainable. It's not like you know, he's getting 15 minutes and just happened to have a big game where he hit every shot or something. Right. You know, he's he's consistently putting up over 20 points for you in 30 minutes, and he's doing it for under 4K. All right. Um, the the last guy too, I also too, uh, definitely want to take a, a look at um, overall. That's I, I think went a little bit um, overlooked uh, overall because I don't think the same thing is going to happen twice too. Marcus Gasol um, up against Golden State. Golden State has been destroying teams. I get that. I understand it uh, um, as well. But the price has slid down uh, fairly aggressively from the 8K range on Marcus Gasol down to 6,900 on DraftKings. And it is uh, Festus Zelli who's fine. All right. But, you know, Mar- Marcus Gasol, you know, is supposed to be all team you know, NBA first team center. So I don't think you can really, if we're going to get like a, a, over a G of a discount uh, against the Warriors, I'm probably, you know, would, wouldn't mind some shares of him in GPPs. Probably. Yeah. Let's, uh, let me ask you a question here. Cause I think that this is the case, but I don't want to, I don't want to say this if I'm wrong. Wasn't he a little bit banged up? Cause I'm looking at his game logs and he went 29 minutes, 32 minutes, 29 minutes in the first three. And then his minutes, which is what caused the price drop, mm-hmm. drop down to 25, 17, yeah. and 27. You're right. But the last two games, he's back up to 40. Right. He was so battling a neck, like he was battling a neck strain earlier, yeah, late, so, late last week. So that was, and that's, this is what I'm saying too. Like, so yes, yeah. there was an injury. It looks like you're right. He looks like he's mm-hmm. back um, in terms of, you know, there were like he was looks like he was getting limited for like about a three game stretch and yeah. now here's your chance to take advantage of the discount and jump back in it's and yeah. the, the other thing too is it's probably contrarian too because nobody wants to play the warriors overall mm-hmm. like you don't you know you unless you're playing you're the one playing the warriors uh in, in in dfs but on the other side of it too you know they're just an awesome defensive team for uh you know all the highlights they get for the for them on the offensive side of the ball so i think it's going to be contrarian to, 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 to sort of get market you're not getting yeah. a super uh deep discount versus like like Jaleel Okafor, and um, you know, and he's not priced at 8K anymore. So, to me, are are you with me on this? Can you can you make a case? Oh yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is like you know, you look at when when I see a guy's price start dropping and his production start dropping, I want to know like a reason. And I, you know, like I said, with him having that next strain and seeing less minutes, it's a reason that I can wrap my head around. It's like okay, that's why his production was bad. Mm-hmm. And then you look at the last two games where he played 38 minutes in each one you know, and has been putting up 30, 36 points for $7,000. That's not bad. That's a solid, 
you know, that's a solid return that you can get on a guy who you know is on the upswing and, you know, you're getting a discount on. So I could definitely get on board with some shares of that. Yeah, and the last thing I'm going to say at the center position is Festus Azeli is, is a guy that so people were, were doing a nice job taking advantage of in the starting lineup, but he's up at 4,900 um, as of the, the ninth against Detroit, and he's basically he priced himself out of value. He was sitting in the 6, 7, uh, 8x range in terms of value, but now at over 5K gives you, you know, you're, you're probably going to struggle to get to 5x unless he somehow has a monster performance, and it's a bad matchup for him against Gasol. So mm-hmm. um, I'm probably off uh, Azeli. Are you, are you with me on that as well? Yeah, I mean, like I said, I'm a I'm a big Myers Leonard fan at his at his yeah. price. So if I'm taking a cheap guy, he's probably where I'm going. He's the yeah. one I have the most faith in. Right. I'm going to draw the line at Leonard. And then after that, you have guys that you don't really want um, shares of overall. Azeli is probably the one that's and Deadman are the two getting the most minutes in these spots, and uh, they're, they're GPP only. And you you sort of have to feel good about the, taking the risk that you're going to take. Mm-hmm. All right, that is going to wrap it up for the Rotowire DFS podcast for Wednesday. Thanks for listening. Don't forget you can check us out on iTunes and Stitcher for your download convenience. Be sure to give us a rating and review. Don't forget to subscribe. You can always check out Benny on Twitter at BennyR11 and check me out on Twitter at JoshHayesFS. Thanks for listening. We'll check you out next time. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.